Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which aims to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and mega church pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Welcome to you this Tuesday evening. God expects more from all of us, and it is his will that every child of his should become a priest. In today's message, Bishop Dag will teach you 12 steps that will help you enter into your priesthood and to stay there. Bishop Dag will touch on a whole host of requirements and also some of the traits that are not compatible with entering the priesthood. God rewards you openly for what you do in secret and the secret life you live with God will give you power to become a priest. Bishop Dag will also teach why honouring your fathers brings about longevity and your survival in ministry. If you want to be a priest of God, you have to know him above all else. Today's message will help you along the journey of fulfilling God's will for all of his children to join the priesthood. Listen and be blessed. We are at the most important part of the service. It's time for the word of God. Um, the last two revivals have been some of the most powerful revival times we've had. And your call is about to be revived. Your anointing is about to be revived. Your relationship with God is about to be revived. And so I'm so excited to welcome up our prophet. And for this revival, why don't we sing our song of faith? And our song of faith opens us up to what God has for us. Amen. Amen. And so the song says, nothing is impossible. When we put our trust in God. How many of you are trusting God for something? Well, this is your moment. This is your time. It's happening right now. Lift your hands and let's sing. Nothing is impossible. It is impossible when you put your trust in God. Come on, let me hear you sing it. It is impossible when you trust in him. Come on, even the cameraman, join in. to the voice of God to me. Is there anything? Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word for everything. Oh, everything. Yes, everything is possible with God. Come on, do you believe it? All the way in your home, sing. Nothing is impossible. Is impossible. You put your trust in Come on, sing it like you believe it. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting. Now put one hand behind your ear like this and say, Harken to the voice. to the voice of God. Is there anything too hard? Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His Come on, lift your hands and sing. Everything, oh, everything. Yes, everything is possible. Welcome our prophet, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Father, we are grateful for tonight. Bless us mightily. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Today, my topic is how to enter the priesthood. Hey. 
Amen. Revelations chapter 1 and verse 6. God has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So it's clear that we are called to the priesthood. We cannot do that ourselves. You cannot call yourself. Do you understand? You cannot call yourself. Hebrews 5 and verse 4. No man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. So Jesus did not glorify himself. He, he did not make himself a priest. He was made by God. Amen. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 19. Uh, how to enter the priesthood. The details of these are found in the Bible in Exodus. In the third month, when the children of Israel were brought up, gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day they came to the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim and were come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness and there Israel camped before the mount. Now Moses went up to God and the Lord called him out of the mountain saying, Thou shalt say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel. Ah, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. All right? God wants you to be special. Peculiar treasure to me above all the people. For all the earth is mine. Verse number 6. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak. Alright? To the children of Israel. Amen. Now, Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. Now all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Okay, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee, and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go to the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow. Let them wash their clothes. Okay? And thou shalt set bounds unto the people about saying, take heed to yourself that you know you don't go up on the mount to touch the border. For whosoever touches the mount shall be put to death. All right? Verse 14. Moses went down from the mountain and sanctified the people and they washed their clothes. Be ready for the third day. All right? Now, verse 18. Now, Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke 
because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mountain quaked greatly. So there were earthquakes, smoke, fire. I was once on a mountain in Nicaragua. And there was smoke coming out of the mountain. And there was a fire. Very frightening in the night. If the whole mountain is shaking like this, I can't imagine. If you ever went there, when you, next time you go to Nicaragua, make sure you go to that. Look at this volcano. You see red fire. Red boiling. A boiling lake. Literally. It's just amazing. And it's scary because you just imagine if you were to fall in there. You know, because it's way down. Far. And you see red. And you see the red fire in the night. When you go in the night and you see it's all red. Now, when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him in, by a voice. And the Lord came down upon the Mount Sinai and on the top of the mountain. And the Lord called to Moses. And then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, uh, charge the people, lest they break through the Lord to gaze. And many of them perish. And let the priests also which come to the near sanctify themselves. All right. And Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Zion, for thou chargest us, saying, Set bounds. And the Lord said unto him, Away, get thee down, thou shalt come up, thou and Aaron with thee. But let not the priests and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people and spake unto them. All right. Now, you see, God is showing us here something amazing. He met Moses in, Mount, in Sinai. There are many locations you must remember. All right? Mara, where there was bitter waters. Rephidim, where there was no water. And Sinai is another place where the mountain quaked and God came down and spoke. Different locations in the journey. All right? All opportunities for you to complain, murmur, grumble, and be discontented with what your lot is. Now, when they got to this Sinai, the Lord said, Hey, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey my voice, okay, and keep my covenant, you'll be special to me. And number two, You'll be a kingdom of pastors. So I, I think that priests, I think that God wants everybody to be a priest. Because he said we are all priests and kings. So you see, I've been encouraging everybody to be a shepherd. Do you see? And you see, it's in the Bible. A kingdom like everybody is a priest. Is it not amazing? A kingdom of pastors. That's, that's what it is. It's like a church just full of pastors. Everybody in the church is a pastor. Is it not a good idea? Very fantastic idea. So that is a great vision. So now he said there's a condition. All right. And look at the condition in verse number five. If you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant. All right. Then. You will be a peculiar treasure. So, your priesthood is not guaranteed 
the entrance of you into your priesthood is not guaranteed until you obey his voice. So when you obey his voice, you start getting nearer and deeper into the possibility of becoming a real priest. Amen? Amen. So what are the things that the Lord said? And so I'm going to give you 12 steps into your priesthood. All right? Would you like to know these 12 steps? Yes. That will take you deeper into your priesthood. And of course, I do not think I will be able to get through all the steps, all the steps into your priesthood. But I will try. And then, if I don't finish, which I don't think I will, we will continue whenever there's an opportunity. Maybe at a camp. Maybe next week. I don't know. Right. Exodus chapter 20. We go straight in. Point number one. How to enter this kingdom of priests. Okay? Number one, recognize God and his ways upon the earth. The first thing is to recognize God working in the earth. You must recognize God at work. All right? Now, you see God told Moses, okay, go down. Go, come up. I'm going to tell you what to tell the people. Okay? And the first thing he tells them is found in Exodus. Exodus 19 is the mountain burning. And then chapter 20 is when he calls, okay, this is what I want you to do. Go and tell the people. So now God called Moses and gave him the steps by which they will all become a kingdom of priests. And the first thing was to recognize God and his ways on the earth. What do I mean by that? Notice Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 1. God spake these words saying, I am the Lord thy God which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. You see, God can bring you out of a place but not know that God brought you out. You may even say, oh, I'm really lucky to be here. You get it? You may say, oh, wow, I thank God for my... uh, Good fortune that I was found to be in this location. Are you with me? Yes, I'm a lucky, the lucky type. Well, my my family, we are all pastors and priests. You know, I'm the SU type. You know, I'm the clean type. Yes, I've always liked prayer since I was born. I mean, to praise and worship because I'm the singing type. I've been a singer all my life. You know, so Exodus chapter 19, not 20, chapter 19 and verse 4, you see God saying, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. So you are supposed to see and recognize God at work. So when, the, when Egypt was being destroyed, all right, and they were having um, an economic holocaust, okay, the Egyptian economy was being devastated by the disasters and one tragedy after another, God said to his kingdom of priests, 
you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. You saw what I did to their cattle. You saw what I did to their farms. You saw what I did when I brought the locusts. You saw what I did to their water supply. You saw what I did to their business. You saw what I did to their army. I drowned all the whole army. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. And how I bear you on eagles' wings. You see, people look at things and say, oh, circumstance, oh, it's a virus. Oh, it's uh, unfortunate. Oh, it's because of this or because of that. But once you start getting nearer to the God of your priesthood, you must recognize things for what they are spiritually. That's what the Bible says. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So anything that happens in your life, you recognize the spiritual significance of it and the God element in what is happening in your life. Yes. You recognize. He said, you have seen what I did. I did it. I, what I did to the Egyptians. And how I bear you on eagles' wings. Which means that I carried you through. I made you escape. I made you come out amazingly. Wow. And you must recognize, if you don't recognize God away, you just keep on moving around like a secular person. Today, we are having all these uh, experiences in the, in the world. You know, I mean, it started like a little thing in China. And then it's, I mean, initially it's like a disease. But it seems to be even changing. It's not just a disease. It's a problem. It's a crisis. And it's not just an ordinary crisis. It's like a crisis which it's not easy to see how it can end. Truthfully. It's not a small thing. It's not a small thing. I mean, I don't know if you know the hotels that have been built in the world. Even in Ghana. Everything closed down. Workers gone home. Empty corridors and rooms, dark aisles, dark hallways. Yes, laying off workers, go home. That's not just a disease. No, 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 no. Watching things, business, travel, anything connected to traveling. Yes, airports are closed. Work is closed. Many things. And when you see, you know, the reason why uh, sometimes we don't know the effect of one thing. But if you study the history of economics, which I haven't, but if you study it, you'll find out that um, one person who works generates work for many other people. And so they found out that wherever there were industries, all right, the tailors were richer, the barbers were richer, those who make bread, the bakers were richer, the shoemaker was better off, those who make jollof rice, whether Ghanaian or Nigerian, were better off. You get it? Those who sold food were better off. Because one job, one activity 
generates activities for so many people. And they also found out that people prosper in cities. Not when they are scattered in little villages and hamlets. So at a point even in England, they wanted to gather everybody from the countryside and bring everybody to one city. Because they found out that the activities created in the city give jobs to everybody. There are so many interrelated things that a city is where there is a center of prosperity. That's why we have these huge mega cities in the world today. Because they are centers of prosperity and also a lot of other things. All right? So what you don't realize is that this thing that is happening, you know, is, is connected to so many other things. You see, and it's closing down. For instance, there are huge companies that provide food for airlines. Yeah. I, I once knew somebody who, who used to make food for airlines. I've known a number of people like that. They set up huge places to provide for the flight. Every flight, you have to, if it's 300, 300 salads, 300 uh, uh, bread, 300 butter, 300 coffees, 300 Coca-Colas, 300 soda water, 300 whiskeys, 300 chicken or beef, 300 fish. <laughs> yes? 300 nuts, 300 of everything. And some huge, these special places where you cannot infect the food in any way with anything. It's very, very special hygienic thing, something special. If you've ever seen it before, amazing. Everything is shut down, plus all the people who work there. And every investment and all the food that they've bought and every restaurant and every school and every church and every... Yeah. It's just amazing. And even those who provide, who sell a petrol because to close down the pipe, the oil drilling, is more expensive, very expensive to restart. So they can't stop producing the oil. So that's why the price of oil became negative, negative $37. Because that means they will pay you to come for it. Because they don't have anywhere to keep it. And they can't stop it. Yes. Yes. So I'm, I'm explaining that. You see, God is expecting you to see from his point of view what is happening. So he says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians. By the time they were leaving Egypt, there was no farm. Every farm was destroyed by the hail. There was, what was left from the hail was eaten by locusts. There was no water. The, blood, the whole river now had turned into blood. There was no more fish because everywhere there's a river, there's always freshwater fish, tilapia, and so on. All the fish died. Then there was a hygienic problem called frogs where dead frogs had piled up. You know, one, one of the names of the devil is the Lord of Flies because wherever there was a battlefield, uh, after the battle, you hear the sound of the flies because <laughs> there were dead meat, dead bodies of human beings scattered all over the field with flies on them. You know, because the flies come to the death and they come to the meat and they come to the filth. So the whole place, people's intestines cut open, Heads cut off, blood everywhere. So you have 100,000 people dead. And you hear the fly. <laughs> Lord of the flies. Yes, of death. Yes. Are you listening to me? Yeah. 
So there was no, there was diarrhea, cholera, dysentery, typhoid, spread with the dead frogs, the flies, more, more. And then what? Uh, funerals, boils, funerals, the children, plenty, death. Oh, so many people died. All my trees were full. Then the armies were sent out. So every house, funeral, mortuaries, everywhere full up. Then this was it. Moses living on. You are supposed to see what I'm doing. That's what God is saying. And then as they were living, they said, okay, since you have an army to fight wars, let's go. And he took them to the Red Sea. And the Red Sea, some of you think it's a little channel. The Red Sea is a sea. It's not a lake. It's a sea vast like that. You don't see the end of it. And they passed through the Red Sea. Eh? And then the whole army, the defense of Egypt, Ministry of Defense, with the army commander, Air Force, everything. They all went into the the water. And they were there going. As they were going, hurry up. When God allowed them to come to the middle. Do you see? And then the wheels started to get very difficult, they were not moving slowly. Then they saw the water here. And the water here, the pressure of the water over your head alone, you cannot even imagine. A wall of water on the left, a wall of water on the right. So then suddenly, they started to hear the noise. If you've ever been to a waterfall, the kind of noise that it makes, oh, you can't even hear yourself speaking. And then suddenly the water started to come. Oh, come and see. Now, as the water came, they were wearing their armor to fight. You get what I'm saying? So they were heavy. Heavy in the water. They, 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 all the horses were stuck to the chariots. So they could not rise. So the horses were dying. Were swimming. Kicking. Kicking the soldiers. The soldiers were also trying to come out of the water. They drowned. All of them drowned. The whole army. So by the time Moses and his family left Egypt... It was not a small thing. And this is history. So God is trying to say, look carefully and see whatever. Now, what circumstances have happened in your life? What, what circumstances have happened? Oh, my mother didn't look after me. Oh, my father died. So this and that. Oh, this has happened. Oh, that has happened. Look at it all and recognize the hand of God doing certain things in your life. Once you don't see God in things, you are blind to serve God. You can't serve God. Because even when you see a man of God, you will not even recognize this is a pastor. When you see anointing, you don't even recognize anointing. When you see a demon, you don't know this is a demonic thing that is happening. So you need to have that recognition. And that is the first commandment that he gave them. He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out. I'm introducing myself. I brought you out. And I brought you here. Number two, you must overcome bondages and be totally free from any form of bondage. Now, what did he say? If you want to be a priest, you must be free from all types of bondages. All right? Now, why do I say that? Because in the, after God introduced himself, he said, I am the one who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Now, 
your bondage, which makes you a servant, a slave, or subject to something, right, is not compatible with you being a priest. God said, I'm going to make you a priest, this a kingdom of priests, and these are what you must do. You must keep my covenant, and then you'll be a kingdom of priests. So to enter your priesthood, you need to keep these things. And he says, I have brought you out of bondage. You can't be my priest when you are bound. So now you must ask yourself, what are you bound to? See, many of us, even as young people, we have various bondages that link us to things. And un- unless you are free from a bondage, I can assure you that it's just a matter of time. As you enter the priesthood, it will just pull you back and say, hey, hey, don't forget, you are my servant. Yes. So whatever represents a bondage in your life, you must analyze it. Now, some are bound to sexual things. All right? Let's say pornography. It's not a normal practice. If you are bound to pornography, you can't, you can't get free from it. You can't, you can't stop it. You see what I'm saying? It's not compatible because the first thing for God was going to do that was going to do for you was to take you out of the house of bondage. So you cannot have anything that is, I can't be free from, I can't stop it. A priest cannot have something that he cannot stop. Huh? You don't like my message. But I don't really care whether you like it or not. I'm reading you from the Bible. You can't have something that you can't stop if you want to be a priest. So you know, a lot of people in this modern Christianity think that you can carry along all bondages and go on. When people got born again years ago, they came out of everything. If they owned a disco or a nightclub, they would sell the nightclub and give it up. If they were into drugs, they stop it. If they were into fornication, they stop it. If they were into pornography, what they didn't have much of that. But whatever there was, whatever there is, Eh? Whatever there is. Yes, you are brought out of the house of bondage to become a kingdom of priests. Yes. So, you must examine yourself. I'm telling you, if it's not today, it will be tomorrow. And it will link you and say, you can't go. I'm sorry. You are needed. You know already. You belong to us. You know yourself. Yes. You can't go that far. No, no, no. You can't go that You work for us. And the link, the chain will pull you back. Hey, 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 hey. You are speaking too much. You are talking too much. Jesus said, the enemy come, the devil come, but he has nothing in me. He doesn't have anything on me or in me. Yeah. So whatever represents a bondage, you cannot carry on smoking. You cannot carry on drinking alcohol. Now, when we have communion, at least the one that I have is is real alcohol. But I don't feel the need to, 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 to drink alcohol. I don't feel the need. Huh? And I don't, I don't feel the need to, I don't have an edge. And I don't have something that is controlling me to it. So if you want to be a priest, all these things have to be ended. You cannot 
And so I have a weakness. Young girls are my weakness. You can't have it as a weakness. It's not compatible with uh, 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 the ministry. It's not compatible. Yes. It's not, it's not possible. Hmm? Super bet is your weakness. Yes, super bet is your weakness. Nigerian movies are your weakness. We, we can all watch Nigerian movies. They are very interesting. Yes, but it cannot be a bondage. I have to watch it. Or South African movies. Yes, or series. It's a bondage. I mean, I don't know what bondage you have. But I'm telling you that it's not compatible. Yes, you cannot live in and become a priest with bondages. Yes, you practice fornication, adultery, or whatever as a lifestyle. It's not compatible. I'm just, these things are not compatible with priesthood. So you have to ask yourself, what is my body? Most of us young people feel that pornography is part and parcel of our lives. True or not true? true. Yes, it's like it's something you can't stop. You, you are quite confident to say, oh yeah, these are the websites that I look at. These are the websites. I look at this .com, this one .org, this one dot, 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 dot .whatever, .net. Huh? Yes. And it's like, oh, God is gradually winning me off. So I just, I mean, now it's reduced. I just do it once a day. Or now it's reduced. I do it once every three days or whatever. I, I just want you to know that it's not compatible. Get it into your head. Get it into your head that the bondages, all forms of bondages must go and they can go. They can go not by might, but by, by the grace and the power of God. So decide. Okay? Yes, because I tell you, when I became a Christian years ago, we were always listening to testimonies, especially from full gospel people and testimonies and Christians. They would tell us, I was this, I was this, I was this, but then I found Jesus. And all those things went off me. And now I am born again and I'm serving the Lord. So that you see the person, you know that, ah, this is the person who used to be doing this, who used to be this, but has changed now. Yes, drug addicts, drug dealers, etc. It's like, it's not, compa- but now people are taking drugs and also in the church. Preaching, homosexuality, it's not compatible with priesthood. No matter which church says so, it's not compatible. It's not compatible. These evils are not compatible. The next thing you're going to say, we have sex with children. Next one, have sex with animals. Next one, marrying animals. And all these things are in the Bible. It's not compatible with the Christianity that we are having. And it's not compatible with priesthood. So I'm just saying this because I realize that if we were to see ourselves eh, in the spirit, you see that some of us are carrying rucksacks of issues and things that we are moving with them into the priesthood. And it only ends up as a bomb. And it only ends up... Fornication, was it 17,000 people died in one day? Yes, for fornication. God doesn't take all these things lightly. It looks like nothing. You just do this, whatever. There are pastors who do this. All kinds of ministers doing all kinds of things. You know? I know. <laughs> but it's not, it's not compatible. 
And his God doesn't approve of all this. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's not compatible. And you see, that is why sometimes you look, you realize that, why is your priesthood not working? Yeah. yeah. Because you see, God blesses you publicly for what you do secretly. Oh. Yes. So that's why he said, pray in your closet and I will reward you openly. So God rewards you openly for what you do in secret. And the secret life that you have is what is rewarded openly. Yes. So I'm just saying this because I realize that many of us feel that I can do everything that I used to do. I can carry on once nobody knows about it. But you see, it is God who rewards. Real rewards are from God. And priesthood is not compatible with all these things. I hope I'm making myself clear. Number three. There must be no other commitment. No other God. No other allegiance. And no other voice to obey. If you are going to be a priest. No other God. No other voice. No other voice. (laughs) No other power that you yield to if you are going to be a priest. Because a priest is completely dedicated to God. He's God's property. Do you want to be God's property? You must not have any other voice or allegiance or commitment to any other thing except to God. Not to money. Not to people. Not to men, women. Not to wives. Not to friends. Only to God. Exodus 20 verse 3. He's giving you the condition. Thou shalt have no other gods. Kingdom of priests. No other gods. Before me. And I'm not interested. I'm not interested in something you, you, you buy. And he said. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above. Or that is in the earth beneath. Or that is in the water under the earth. No graven image. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. So what you bow down to and what you serve, no, only me. For I, the Lord God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. What other God don't think of idols like crabs or um, birds or antelopes, malformed antelopes and leopards or tortoises. No. Or owls. No. Yes, some people may have that. But he's talking about what you bow down to, what you yield yourself to. Yes. And you see, Christians... You rarely have somebody who is only God is following. Why? Because we are just like the Israelites. Very few of the kings of Egypt did not serve idols. Yes. David was one of the few. And Josiah, David, the king David, is one of the only uh, kings who did not have idols. So, you see, it's not easy for... You to get somebody who doesn't have a side commitment. That is really what is governing you. Like money, 
or even like somebody who you love. Somebody who you love or somebody who you are committed to. There's another voice on another. You do what that person says mainly and only. Or the person manipulates you from behind the scenes. And you don't even know. But God says, you know, anything you bow down to, you yield to, you flow with, you flow with it. Apart from me, I don't like it. I don't like it. So, becoming a priest, it means no God, nothing to bow down to, nothing to say, to kotow to, or to kowtow to. To kowtow to. I think kotow is more powerful. <laughs> to kotow to. <laughs> kowtow is it? Koto. A man who is weak and controlled by his wife cannot be a priest. Because you are not supposed to be manipulated by your wife or by anybody, your friend. You're supposed to be manipulated by God. God will manipulate you. Turn left, turn right, turn left, turn right, turn left, turn right. Amen. Amen. Anybody who has a friend or some other party in your life eh, who is some way leading you to do bad things eh, and guiding you, influencing you, you better get rid of that voice. You cannot enter priesthood with that man or with that person or with that friendship or with that alliance. Kowtowing is to God only. I said, kowtowing is to God only. Kowtow. It means to kneel down. Is that what it means? Yes. And to koto. <laughs> I think that this particular point, I'll I say something about it that it affects all of us. All of us have things that are hidden within us that we are actually following and that are actually controlling us. Sometimes you see somebody, the person is very happy in the church, but the reason is that the person has a beloved in the church. So the person is really flowing in the church. So then you later find out that it's like, oh, I really love the Lord. I really thank God for the church. I'm really blessed. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh. No, 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 there's a beloved in the church. And that beloved has stirred up 90% of the joy that the person is experiencing. Yes. Huh? Yes. What is motivating us? And that is why it is good for you if you enter the ministry, you never learn how to collect honorarium or money for anything. Yes. You will serve God, no money. Volunteer, sing, preach, travel, work, no money. Money spoils people's allegiance to God. Once you start thinking about money, money is the reason. People who always going somewhere to preach to get money, always doing something to get money, it destroys your, your, your soul. And before you realize, that is what you are bowing to, or that is what you are yielding to. 
That if you were not getting money, would you go there? Would you do that? It means you are doing it because of money. So you have got another God or another thing that makes you bow. That's why to come into full-time ministry, you must be sure. That's why I like when you choose early God, not when things are not working. Let's see if coronavirus will bite your job that you valued so much and it was so precious to you. Let's see if coronavirus will bite it. And then you say, ah, God, my eyes have opened. My eyes have opened. Your calling is real. I count all things as done for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but done that I may gain Christ. Wow. You become really spiritual because Corona has zooked your job. It has zooked it. You understand zooking? Eh? You don't have to understand zook. It's a word. I'm forming the word. Zook it. It has zooked it. Choose him first and let him know that your yielding and your bowing and your flowing is to him, not to anything else. So I'll serve him if it is in Accra. I'll serve him if it is in Kumasi. I'll serve him if it is in London. I'll serve him if it is in New York. I'll serve him if it is in America. Oh, now that America is burning. Oh, uh, Lord, wherever you say I should go, let that will be done, oh Lord. This place is dangerous. <laughs> yes, it's now that you've seen that it's dangerous. So you want to go where now? <laughs> yeah. To be his priest, you must not have another God. You must not have another power that makes you bend, makes you get up, makes you yield, makes you stand up, makes you get up early, makes you get up late, makes you do things, makes you run, makes you sweat, makes you work. It's only God who wants to have that privilege. That when he says, run, then you run. Go, then you go. Come, you come. Move, then you move. Only he should have that privilege over your life and that kind of power. But not some other thing that is working. Another power and influence that is actually the reason why you are doing things. So get rid of every God. Whether it's a graven image. You can't sit in the church wearing a bracelet around your leg or around your waist given to you by a, a juju man. Huh? Your grandmother has given you something to wear. <laughs> Amulet. <laughs> huh? Your grandmother has given it to you for protection. And you are born again. How can you do that? It's a bodyguard for you. A bodyguard. Since when did a bracelet become a bodyguard? Huh? They give you palm oil to drink as a protection. And you drank it too. Have you wondered why you are growing lean? <laughs> and you want to add communion to, to the palm oil. <laughs> communion, wine, and palm oil. With an egg that you have eaten. For protection. Boiled egg. Huh? <laughs> you add the egg without biting it. A boiled egg, you add the whole egg. It, it was able to go down. Hmm. Yes. You were given a frog to swallow. 
Yes, life. Life. You see the thing moving with the backsiders. And they give it to you and say, you, you, if you eat it, you cannot die. And there you see the thing. The four legs come out. You know how the legs come? Yes, like the dance. And you put it like that. You swallow it like you are swallowing vitamins. And it goes into your stomach, moving. You feel it moving. Waiting for the acid to eat it. Hey! And you come after it to add communion. <laughs> to, to, to feed the frog. <laughs> no. No. Make sure what you are yielded to is only God. God is what you are depending on in your life. Amen. Amen. Number four. Understand the mercies and the judgments of God. Exodus chapter 20, verse 6. He, said, he introduced himself. He says, I am the one showing mercy to thousands of them that love me. And I'm the one who visits the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and the fourth generation. So, you must know who you are dealing with when you, are, when you become a priest. Amen. You know, when you see people doing wicked things, sometimes you wonder, God, do you see? Yeah. Yes. I tell you, he sees. And But you must understand that he punishes people and punishes people's children and he punishes them for a reason and for a season. Genesis chapter 15. Just a quick note and then we carry on. After this is the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Fear not, Abraham, I'm thy shield. He said, What am I the problem? I don't have no child. He said, No problem, I'll solve it for you. Verse 4. And the word of the Lord came saying, This man will not be your heir. Look out left and right, and I will give you more children. I am the Lord. Then he said, Where, how can I know? Then he says, take an heifer, that's a cow, three years old, she goat, ram, and he took all these things and laid them out, and fowls came down, and Abraham drove them away. When the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abraham, and a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said, Know that. Don't worry when you sleep. Sometimes sleep is necessary for your dream. A, a, a seed shall be a stranger. Your seed, your child, will be a stranger in a strange land. All right? And uh, they will serve them and they will be afflicted for 400 years. All right? And also that nation which they will serve, I will judge. He's talking about Moses now. Eh? And after that, they shall come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. And thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Verse 16. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again. For the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet full. Now, God was saying that, you know, in four generations, the fourth generation, and it was 400 years, one generation, 100 years. In four generations, I'm going to do this work and bring these people here. And I'm going to dispossess them. But I cannot do it now. 
Because the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Like they've sinned. Their fathers have sinned. The children have to sin. The other children have to sin. And then the other children have to sin. Then the thing will be full. Then I will react to it. And I will bring my people and come and dispossess them of their land. So I cannot dispossess them of their land until their iniquity is full. You must understand, God is a God of judgment and fairness. And God, he was, as he was introduced, he said, I am the one who visits iniquity on people's children. I punish people by punishing their children. Yes, I punish people by punishing their children. And then, I, have, I show mercy to thousands. That's how I am. And you see, in this case, he was speaking, introducing himself to Abraham. He said, look, these people, eh, it's going to take 400 years for them to do as much bad as they can. And after that, I will deal with all of them. But the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. So sometimes you see somebody doing something, you say that your cup is not yet full. Yes. When the iniquity of the Amorites is full, then you see the reaction from God. And that's why it looks sometimes a long time. You see somebody's doing things, whatever, and you see that it's as if God is alive, as if God hasn't seen. As if his word is not real, but his word is very real. So you must know and believe in who you are dealing with. Hey, you must fear God. That's what we call, what we pray for, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. But people who don't fear God cannot be priests. That's why a humble man like Zacharias will pray to God and carry out his priestly duties, even though he had no child. And it looked as if God has forsaken him. But he was humbly in the temple. Whether I have a child or I don't have a child, I fear God and I know God. And he served God until he was an old man. And God said, okay, I'll give you a child for your old age and then you can die. So God is a great God. He's a mighty God of judgment. He's a God of mercy. And there's a place we are going to call eternity. Eternity is not a very long time. Like people think, I'm going to eternity. It's a very long time. No. It's it's a state of existence. Eternity is a state of existence where the past and the present and the future are not as they are today. You don't understand it? Yeah. Eternity is not like just a long time. No. It's another state of existence. And in that state of existence, something's in the past, something's in the future, something's in the present. It's not like that because there's no time. It's called eternity. In eternity. God dwells in eternity. Yes. It's another state of existence. Yeah, superior to the one we are in now. This one you are in is a chance for you to serve him. It's a chance for you to believe in the great God. It's a chance for you to give him your very best. It's a chance for you to Trust and know God, even though there's a lot of darkness and difficulty to know him, it's an opportunity for you. This is the great God who waits for people to finish sinning before he passes out the judgment. When the judgment lands, you know, over the years, as I've been in the ministry, one of the sad things is to watch people's judgment. When I see people experiencing judgment, I always want to intervene and change it because it's not easy to look at it. It's not easy. If people do wrong things or bad things, the day that they are receiving their judgment, it's very difficult to watch it. And if you have a heart from God, you you even see that when God is punishing people, he doesn't feel happy to punish them. But if he has to, he has to. 
So you must know who you are dealing with. You are a priest of God. You must know what you are dealing with. You are a priest of God. People think God is blind. God is a fool. God is not blind at all. God is not a fool at all. What he said in his word, he will do it. Yes. He said, have you not known? Have you not heard God? He said, he will say it. What will happen before? Tell me, don't you know who is like God? He's a very great God. He's very powerful, all powerful. He knows so many things. There's so much wickedness and injustice in the world. He has seen all. Yes. He said, the Amorite, the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. I've given them some time. They will do all the evil. And in that, in that day, then my judgment will strike. That is why things seem to go on. It's like, ah, this person seems to be getting away with all this. This one seems to be getting away with this. Then you see, you don't know the God you are dealing with. You don't know the God you are dealing with. You don't, you don't have an idea of the God, the type of God you are God is wild. God is wild. Yeah, it's wilder than, you know, it's wilder than anybody. If you ever dream of a punishment or you ever dream of anything bad, you will never dream it as well as God has dreamed it. Yes, you, it, can't, it can't really enter your mind. He's wild. So, a priest is a mediator. And you must know who you are mediating between man and God. You are mediating between a very great God with particular characteristics. Showing mercy to thousands. He shows mercy. It's all about mercy. And he also judges by pouring the iniquity onto the children. And that's, that's why you see that. What the Bible says, and sin entered into the world. Sin is a condition. It entered and it passed. It passed to all men. It's been moving up to today. It has not left. The sin of Adam is haunting us up to today. Some of the experiences you are going through, you, you, you'll be surprised where it's coming from. <laughs> are you still around? Yes. So... God is an amazing God. So you want to be his priest, and you've got to get to know him. He's wild. When Noah spoke the curse, Ham is the one who embarrassed him. Ham is the one who embarrassed him. But he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. Yeah. It was, Ham was left. He cursed Canaan. So you have to be careful. The type of God that we are dealing with, we have no idea. God has watched people making films about Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mocking God. Say, there is no God. So, I don't believe in God. I don't this. I mean, <laughs> it's interesting. You know, you pray for people. We've even prayed for some people here. When they, when they got out of hospital, they don't even acknowledge God. They thank the nurse, thank this, thank this, thank this, thank this. No mention of God. It's like, there's no God. Fantastic. You know, the Bible says the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Yes. The iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. When it is full, no matter how long, I once visited a bishop and certain people were doing things and lifted his finger and he said, no matter how long it takes, no matter how long it takes, he that breaks somebody's house, his house will be broken. He waved his hand and said, no matter how long it takes, Exactly 10 years to that date, I saw it happening exactly. And I remember as he waved his hand and he said, no matter how long it takes, and surely, no matter how long it takes, we'll see. So, 
You must know the kind of God that you, you, you say you want to be his priest. Huh? Or you've changed your mind. I don't know why you are quiet. Number five. Don't joke with God if you are a priest. We don't joke with God. Exodus 20 verse 7. We don't joke with God and don't joke about God. It says, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. There's no joke. There's no vanity of fooling with God. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. You, you cannot, you, first of all, you cannot mention his name by heart. God, hey, Jesus Christ. Ah, Jesus. Ah, Christ. You see them in films. Often when I see films like that, it, it, something moves in my stomach against the film. Then, you are taking it lightly. Vanity is lightness. You cannot take the service of God lightly. <laughs> if you fool around, he says, don't take my name in vain. Don't even mention my name lightly. Don't even mention my name lightly. Don't take my ministry lightly. I'm not a man. Not even my name, not even the mention of my name is light. God is a serious topic. God is a serious thing that is happening. Oh, yes. People fool with God. So, oh, I'll be in the ministry. Tomorrow, I'll not be in the ministry. Hey, I'll serve God. Today, I'll not serve God. Today, I'll do this. Tomorrow, I'll not do this. Hey, hey, today, I'll do this. The next moment, something else. Fooling with God is dangerous, man. You want to be a priest? Huh. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless. You say God has called you today. Tomorrow is not called you. Today, this. Tomorrow, another thing. You, you are serving him. Then you've pulled out. Then you come back in. And you are playing the buffoonery with ministry and with God. So, be careful. You are in the choir. You can't fool. Uh, it's, not, it's a serious thing. If you are in the service of the Lord, it's serious. You can't, you can't fool around. You can't, you can't take it lightly. You can't be in the ministry lightly. Doing things. It's like it's funny. It's stupid. You can fool. You can play. You can do whatever. You, you can't. You can't. It's not a band. It's not a pop group. <laughs> it's a serious thing. God is saying that even his name. Don't mention. Oh, you are in your house. Don't mention my name. Don't mention. I don't like that. Oh no, no, I don't like you to take me as whatever. Just say God. Or Jesus. I don't take it that way. Are you there? All right. So I, I, I look at people. You are consecrated as a bishop. Made a pastor. You take it lightly. You live anyhow. You do things, whatever. You say anything you want to say. It's, oh, it's nothing. Oh, this one. Oh, don't mind. This is not whatever. No, no, don't do that. You want to be light. You can be light about animals. You see on, on, the, on the television or something. But not God. Not his work. Not all about him and his house. Yeah. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Or the church in vain. The money in the church in vain. The Lord will not hold him guiltless. That Take the whole thing lightly. Okay. 
Malosha, Tamalazo. Well, number six. 12 steps into the, your priesthood. Take rest seriously. Exodus 20 verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy maidservant nor thy maidservant nor thy cattle nor thy stranger that is within the gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Now, you see, when even if your maidservant works or your son works or your daughter works, it will cause other people to work. That is why the Sabbath included even animals. Now, most people have gotten into difficulty. One day I met a man of God. He said to me, do you know people who have gotten themselves into difficulty in the ministry? He said, he said of all the things that he knows about, it's people who don't take the rest. And he said that, he told me, he was advising me. And he said, I just want to advise you. He said, I want you to know something that the punishment for not keeping the Sabbath is death. So the punishment for not resting is death. Resting means taking the necessary break, you know, from what work God has given us. Even a break from it to wait on the Lord. Yes. A, 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 a break, a pause. People, you see, people say, I'm in the ministry. But there's no come away. Come away. Come away. Is that not a song like that? Yes. Come away. Come away. Come and spend some time with me. Come away. Let your heart and mind be still. Mm -hmm. Let your empty cup be filled. Come and spend some time with me. Come away. You say you are a priest and you never come away. Please. You, you've chosen the road. You don't understand it. Come and spend some time with me. Every day, this, 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 this. You take, and you see how it is when we pray. You see that we pray longer. As the prayer gets longer and as you stay, then you realize that now you don't want to stop and you feel that when you stop, something bad will happen. Is it not true? You realize that God it takes time to get there. So come away. So you see, the Bible says the Lord God made heaven and took a break. Took a break. He took a rest. Most people who don't step back to even take a break or to, to see and to wait and to pause. You see, you will never have time to hear from God. There is a prince that one day was in the, in the bathroom and God spoke to him. He was just re rested because he said, God speaks to you when you are rested. Yes, because when you are active, you are moving. Your mind is so active, you never hear from God. Because you have to do this from this. Thing. I must not forget. I must not forget. I must do this. Have you not been like that before? Yes. I must not forget this. I must not forget. How can your mind ever hear from God? How can you ever hear from God? Come away. Come away. Come away. Come and spend some time with me. Come away. Let your heart and mind be still. Yes, be still. Let your empty cup. 
be filled. Come and spend some time with me. Come away. Say it one more time. There's no ministry without coming away. Come away. Without the Sabbath. The punishment for no Sabbath is death. Come and spend some time with me. Come away. Let your heart and mind be still. Let your empty cup be filled. Come and spend some time with me. Come away. Don't you be in such a hurry. Cause it only leads to worry. There's a time to work and there's a time to pray. Try to find a quiet place to hear his voice and seek his face. Can you hear the spirit calling? Come Lift away. your hands at home. Come away. Say it now. Come away. your heart and mind be still and let your empty cup be filled come and spend some time with me come away come away sing it again for the last time come away come on sing with me my friend in come Australia away. come away come and spend some time with me come away oh. let your heart and let your empty cup be filled. Come and spend some time with me. Come away. Now you see, the Sabbath is directly connected to your respect for God and your acknowledgement of His creation. Your breaks and your pauses reveal your great honor and respect of His creation and His ability to pause. After six days. And when I spoke today, I always remember because he was in, it was in Australia. And he was, he was talking to me. I was Australia or Lebanon. He was talking to me. He was saying that God showed him when he was going through people in disasters. All kinds of disasters. And he said the main characteristic was that. Was whatever made them to rest. They never did it. To break. That was it. But not. He was mentioning other things as possibilities of the cause of their problems. But he said that when you put all that aside, he said that they never stepped back and then took that break or the rest. Yeah. So you call yourself a priest and a pastor. There needs to be that. You and your God. Come away. Come away. Hallelujah. Are you still around? Yes. Are you depressed? No. You are quiet? Okay, no problem. And uh, number seven, honor your fathers and your mothers. Yes, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long on the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Again, a priest must be an honor, honorer of fathers and mothers. Is it to be a kingdom of priests, this is it. Honor your father and honor your mother. Now, I think that, you know, 
Why do you think if somebody is hurt in, let's say something happens to somebody and you look at the person and you see yourself in the person, the person is just like me. You get it? Yeah. You understand it very much. Do you see? And so like if, let's say, a person like this is offended or killed or whatever, and everybody who is like that notices it because what they did to that person, you can see it being done to you as well. Now, I just want to say that God is a father. Okay. He's a creator who has been ignored and insulted. Wow. <laughs> as if he doesn't exist. As if he's not the cause of us existing in this world. The whole world says that there is no God. I mean, my, the whole of Europe and America, they say there's no God. I, I, I don't exist there. Eh? I'm nothing, you see. Okay. Okay. The, Amor- the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Until you are walking free of charge. But you see, God, God really looks at fathers and he identifies. So it's like, what is done to a black man? You see that, since you are also a black man, I realize that that thing can be done to you. Yes. So when he, what is done to fathers? Because God is a father. So what you did to this one? It's like you are doing it to me. I identify it. Wow. With it. Yeah. So God is very sensitive to fathers and their issues. Fathers and mothers. So honor your father if you are going to enter your priesthood and stay in it. Honor your father. It's a law. It's a rule. There will not be any day with a good enough reason for you not to honor your father. Your father is the one who causes you to exist, to be known, who sets you up, who causes you to come into the existence of the world. There will never be a good reason. There will never be a good reason to dishonor your father or to disgrace him, directly or indirectly. Yes. That reason will not come. He may be an armed robber. He may be a thief. He may be whatever. But the day will still not come where you should honor, you should dishonor your father. Sorry. Yes. So, remember that. Uh, for those of you who, when you digger, and then you suddenly throw away everything that you know and everything that you have heard and you have learned. As if you never learned it. Yes. You should be careful. Now, why? As a priest, he says, so that thy days may be long. Wow. Huh? Wow. So, the longevity and the ability to survive, it comes with honoring your father. May you survive every crisis and may you have the upper hand in every trouble that will ever come into your life. In the name of Jesus. And may your priesthood be secure. May you be a true priest. A son of the house. A real servant of the Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. Stand to your feet everybody.
now lift your hand and thank God for your priesthood that you are entering into. Number one, recognize God and his ways upon the earth. Number two, overcome bondages. All types of bondages. Number three, there must be no other voice. No other God. No other commitment. Only to God. Number four, understand the mercies and judgments of God. Number five, don't joke with God. Don't take him lightly. Don't joke with his word. Don't take him lightly. Number six, take your rest seriously. Yes. You're waiting on him. You're pausing to love him, to speak with him, to relate with him, to interact with him. And number seven, honor the fathers, honor mothers, honor those who have caused you to be standing where you are standing with your love and your honor. You must honor them. Father, we lift up our hands. We thank you for your message to us. Jesus, Jesus, thank you for your mighty power, your mighty grace. We release your grace unto the church, a kingdom of priests. Lord, thank you. Molanaro Ramel Bonigodos Rivindo Arbavinoris Ramolides Trubilin Labrombis Adramos Mengengenula Tobrizele Toble Cabul Cadobricadejore. Thank you for the priesthood that is confirmed. Confirmed. Mando Chibe Bobo Ramagalas. Edoma Amalomorige Taramagologrigide Porindos Chimber Daramados Mon Atargo Briges Shumendo Dumilegides Tombrigendides Chibridalides Toblegadablogos Lay your hand on your head now. Your priesthood is established. You are a special mediator between God and man. Madomre Samando Barashandele. You are a special prayer interceding good person who goes to see God on behalf of the people. Father, we thank you for raising up a kingdom, a whole kingdom, a whole nation, a whole church of priests and pastors. What an honor. We never knew that we were all priests, but now we thank you that you make us all priests. We love you. Now lift your hand and commit yourself to him. Lord, I'm going to be your priest for all time. I love you. Help me to wait on you. Help me to enter my Sabbaths and rest before you and enjoy you and love you so that I can honor you and respect you for how great you are in my life. I give you thanks. That says the Lord. I have called you 
already before the foundation of this world that you should be my priest. Therefore, do not take it lightly. Yea, do not take lightly anything, anything that has to do with God. For God is not mocked. God seeth. God heareth. For the word of God says, and the Lord heard them. Therefore rise up now and go on higher, my daughter, my son. Go on higher. For I called you and you liked my call to be part of the kingdom of priests. Do not exempt yourself from this beautiful calling. Do not extract yourself from my will. My will is beautiful. My judgments are perfect. My mercies are wonderful. Open your heart and flow in your priesthood. For I have called you to much glory and much honor. You shall see my glory more at the end of the age. At the end of this period, at the end of this season, my glory will be even more apparent. For I take you through darkness that I may bring you to light. I take you through the rivers that I may bring you through unto the dry land. Whatever holds you back is not worth holding on to. Cut the chains. Cut the links. Cut the bondages. End the darkness of your life. And come out free, my son and my daughter. I will use you and I will bless you. A kingdom of priests is my will. A kingdom of God lovers. A kingdom of prayer warriors. A kingdom of servants of the Lord. This is my portion and my will for you in this time and in this season. For that is why I've caused you to pray in a way that you've never prayed. That's why I've caused you to come to my throne in a way that you've never come before. That you may know me and know how sweet it is to be a priest unto me. I called you my daughter. I called you my son. Don't take it lightly. (laughs) Don't take the name of the Lord or anything of the Lord in vain or as vanity. This is the word of the Lord. For the nations of the world are waiting. Many nations are waiting for priests. There are priestless nations. There are priestless cities. Priestless towns. They are waiting for a priest. In far lands. Lands that are beyond your eye. Beyond your imagination. We are all waiting for priests. Oh, if only we had a priest. We would know God. If only we had someone who would come on behalf of God for us. Yes. Mashumbe Talama. Will you be the one who will go? Who will be there? The one who will be that priest? Who will go to the little ones, forgotten ones, to the nobodies? Who are waiting to either become prostitutes or become servants of God? But because you went, they were saved. Their lives were changed from the time they were born because of you. My islands wait for you. My cities wait for you. They wait for my apostles and my sent ones. 
may you be one of the apostles and one of the priests who will go and stand on behalf of the people, ordinary people, common people, people who need the Lord. Father, thank you for your gift and for your great blessing that you pour on us at this time. We love you and we thank you. We know that you send your angel to disconnect us from all forms of bondage and all forms of wickedness that we may be pure before you and stand in the holy place where there's mystery where there's darkness with light coming from the candles where there is incense and where the mysteries of God are unfolded ah, may we go further and go into the holy of holies to see the mysteries of God the greatness of almighty God Father, may we, may we know you. May we know you. We want to know you. We thank you for your power, your grace, your spirit that is released to all that are part of this kingdom of priests. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.